I'm Taylor Stafford, and this is Talk Taboo. Yeah! Come on over! We ask a lot of people if they like their ass or touch. <laughs> we really are breaking down stigmas. <laughs> it's everything sex. It's everything sex. Well, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Talk Taboo. I am your host, Taylor Stafford. We are not breaking down sexual stigmas today, but we are talking about some cool topics, especially if you live in Seattle. Wait, what, when's the 150 area. day? Whoa, what the fuck just happened? This thing is out of control. I really have been slacking on the talk taboo game for the last couple of weeks. Um, I would apologize, but I'm trying to apologize less. So you're not sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, I have so many projects going on with Women Against Taboo. Now that coronavirus has uh, settled a little bit, and when I say that, I just mean that um, we're able to go out and do things, which means people are able to work more and we're able to take on more projects. So um, I've just been super busy with that Um, and also like doing fun shit. So not sorry for that. Taking care of my mental health, not working an insane amount, but um, I think we've had a nice staycation, and we're going to get back to it. (coughs) Fuck. (coughs) Oh, my God. (coughs) Oh, for sure got the Rona, dude. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, Don't cut that out. (laughs) Okay, let's see. I have such a cool healing human that you need to get on this week because Friday they're delivering. So, Instagram at bootleg.babes. I will also link it in the description. They, my coworker is doing this with some of her friends. Basically, you go on here, you purchase some bomb ass beverages, and all of the money goes to uh black organizations, black nonprofits, helping people of color, all of the things. It is so nope so everyone should go on there buy some drinks dude which ones did I buy I bought three um because I'm an alcoholic and love good causes I'm a sucker for a good cause and a good hot thotty baby um I got the hot thotty ginger infused rye lemon cinnamon infused honey local bitters shut the fuck up um what else did I get oh I got the black flame candle it's vodka black sesame simple what the fuck is that don't know I probably said it wrong honestly um and blackberry juice with lemon ugh fantastic um all drinks are $15 each um or you can get three drinks for 40 and five drinks for 70 um it is going for a good cause I guess they're gonna go deliver them I should ask her She's bringing mine to work, but um, everyone should order. Goes to such a great cause, and who doesn't want to get drunk for a good fucking cause? Um, that are my that are that are my healing humans for the day. Uh, you guys. Also, I need to tell you about this book that I'm reading. I'm not even done with it yet because I'm a little slow poke because I've just been really into it and really getting all of the information and trying to memorize it. It is called The Gift of Fear. 
by Gavin De Becker. And holy shit, you guys, it is all about the uh, survival mechanism and having those survival intuition thoughts and how to listen to them and how to avoid danger um, and helps you recognize signs of danger. Um, and honestly, I think it's hella cool. I think it's so good for women. Um, we kind of do this shit anyways, some of this shit naturally. Um, but I think it's such a good way. There's different like chapters on like different things. So like, um, there's some on like strangers on like violence in the workplace, um, intimate domestic partner violence and murder, um, date stalking, violent children, attacks against public figures. Honestly, it's like really fucking good. If, Chapter 14. Oh shit. Oops. I just started it. Extreme hazards. Um, so it's awesome. That is my open a book of the week because it's really fucking good. Usually I don't give out uh, books before I finish them, but um, I'm going to do it because it's really good and haven't been disappointed yet. I just want to point out that I also just shared information on the Women Against Taboo Instagram page, woman.against.taboo, of free sexual health services for teens in the King County area. There's four different clinics. There's an Auburn clinic, um, one in Federal Way, one in Bellevue, and one in Kent. Um, I couldn't find one for Seattle, but I will update you guys on that since it's fucking King County. Um, basically, this is free sexual health services for teenagers. So you can have free condoms, birth control, all kinds of birth control, like IUDs, uh, arm implants, depot shots, birth control pills, the patch, like literally everything. You can also get plan B. You can get pregnancy tests, STD and HIV testing. Um, and then also other information about sexual health. It is completely confidential. You do not need to use insurance, whether you have it or not, you can go. And, um, it's so confidential that they will not contact your parents at all. I'm sure, um, if they suspect any kind of like sexual abuse or anything like that, there might be some legal things that they have to do based on like mand mandatory reporters, um, whether that be to CPS or what have you. So just a heads up for that. I don't know if that can be confidential, but if you just want to get any of these services, your parents will not know, um, I think if you're over 13, actually, 12 or 13. Um, so just keep that in mind. No questions asked, no judging, all sexual orientations, all the things, which is a super great service. Um, and then also if you're not, so this is up to people that are 21. So I said teens, but the, um, it's free up to 21. And then after you're 21, um, it's based on a sliding scale. So basically like if you make $20,000 a year, you're going to pay way less than if you make $200,000 a year, um, which is a really awesome service. I didn't know this in Washington state. So I apologize if I've ever told you this, but I called Planned Parenthood to try and get an STD test for one of our clients. Um, and she didn't want to tell her mom and had sex with a partner who was positive for an STI. And, um, basically Planned Parenthood 
would have charged, okay, a 17-year-old child would have charged them $180, wait, sorry, sorry, take that back, $166 for the visit to see a clinician, like a doctor or a nurse practitioner or whatever, and then the gonorrhea test was $70 and the chlamydia was $70. So I'm like, you're talking a $300 visit for a teenager. No teenager is going to even pay $20 fucking dollars to get tested for any of this shit. I was shocked. The guy at Planned Parenthood told me that free birth control and free um, STI testing was a thing of the past and that no one does it. Okay, well, they do. It's called um, King County Public Health. So everyone should um, let their loved ones know, let your kids know, let anyone know who needs these services because... It is so, so, so freaking important that we are able to give people what they need so they can take care of themselves and take care of others. You don't need the spiel. You know it. Okay. My guest today, Jason. Okay. I don't think I like emphasized on the podcast, like interview with him, how much I respect this man and how much I think that he is doing such amazing freaking things in the community and gives so much back and takes so little in return. Like we talked about on this podcast, I first saw him at a protest. He was on the fucking blow blow horn. (laughs) He was blowing the blow horn. (laughs) He's going to kill me. He was on the megaphone. That's the word. He was on the megaphone, like, preaching some fucking good-ass statistics, teaching everyone about the CD, all about mental health and rape and sexual assault advocates. I mean, it was so great. He presents himself in such a confident way that every time he speaks, I'm just like, you know what you're talking about. You're the fucking real one. You are so passionate about this. Um, he is seriously, you guys in the community every single day, it seems like, like doing projects with the engaged team, which we talked about a little bit. I mean, I am almost envious of him because he does so much shit. Like, oh my God, I wish I could be out there that much. And I didn't have other stuff to do. Um, I'm going to try and get out there with him and do some shit. Um, he is also a musician and I plugged all of his stuff on this episode, but seriously, I respect him so much and I look forward to working with him more in the future so I can watch him blow more horns. <laughs> um, also, we talked about martial law band on this episode. And so at the end of the episode, I linked some music for martial law band because they just dropped an album and it's dope. Um, those of you who guys don't know me and Jason, were kind of like making jokes about it through this podcast, but literally martial law band was one of the, one of was the band that during the protests on, um, honestly, the whole month of June, but when we were just getting gassed in Capitol Hill, they were literally playing on like one of the side streets and there was like a fucking war zone going on. Like if you remember my episode from the June 8th, um, day, they were, I don't know if there's 
I, I haven't listened to that episode in a minute, but I linked some like live footage. And if I linked any live footage with a band playing in the background, that was them. They were getting like, everyone was getting gassed. They had flash grenades and rubber bullets just being fucking tossed. The police were just like retreating on us. And they were like, we're going to play here because we are peaceful. We are not doing anything wrong. We are allowed to be here right now. They had their whole stage set up, their whole shit. There's tear gas in the air and they are playing their shit that means so much to them and how can you not respect them for that so I put some of their music and I will link their new album on the description so I just gave a lot of good shit <laughs> pat myself on the back no that was some good shit I just gave okay I hope you guys were listening hope you didn't fast forward you fucks um womanagainsttaboo.org for anonymous questions been getting a lot also been replying to people you're welcome um we'll maybe do another q a episode oh no we'll see uh woman uh, i already said that womanagainsttaboo at yahoo.com for questions or reaching out or whatever you need or if you need services i've been getting a lot of people reaching out for services which is why i've been looking up all these sti shit in washington um if you need services in your area please contact us um my instagram i am taylor stafford holla uh woman against taboo instagram woman.against.taboo and enjoy this freaking episode and i hope you all are having great uh we've made it many months through quarantine sex i hope that made sense and i hope um you are having orgasms and i have some fun ass new toys and vibrators and things coming up soon so stay tuned for all the good shit welcome jason at unapologetically <laughs> Jason <laughs> I hate my little dude it's a rough life out here so wait what when's the 150 day I think it's Monday I'm pretty sure it's Monday is it yeah, let me double check here so when does we start June 29th or something um, I mean May 29th um okay let me pull up my thing I'm just really slacking today it's <laughs> That's how it goes. All right, here it is. So I have lots of questions for you, so I had to write them down or else I would forget. Hey. <laughs> well, welcome. <laughs> it's so weird. This is only my second or third Zoom podcast. Gotcha. And um, it's a little less exciting. Not that because yeah. they're not less exciting, but usually because I just have stacks of merch to give you and Ooh. beer and everything. So Ooh. I'll have to figure out how to find you so I can give you merch. <laughs> I do have one watermelon white claw. Nice. <laughs> you got one. Wait, just one. I have my beer. Literally. Sour beer. Yeah, we got some cider. Nice. Ooh, sour, sour beers. Good choice. From Portland. It's honestly really great. Okay. I am upset. I have to grab my my dry ciders instead then if we're doing the locals. <laughs> well, I also the have <laughs> There you go. That is the PNW combo right there. Portland sour you. beers and coffee. Yep, that's it. All right, wait, this is I have to tell you the story of when um wait, this is our officially meeting even though it's on This is the first. The internet. And we follow each other on the internet. But the first yes. time I ever saw you, this is going to be really creepy. Here we go. <laughs> it was like, shit. It was out of protest. 
probably mm-hmm. like like one of the first ones and yep. you like had the mic or something and some guy was like follow this kid on instagram he's the shit they're like get out your phones right now i was like fuck yeah <laughs> so then i followed you on instagram and the rest is history <laughs> was that the the only time i remember people talking about my instagram was the one that was at garfield that went to tap at that one was that one yes how do you remember these you've been to so many because most people found me at that one and then when they saw me around they were like oh it's that guy who did that one thing and then it was like oh it's the engaged guy okay cool right but like (laughs) that's exactly how it goes but now it's always like oh yeah you were at the garfield one and i was like yeah it's me oh my gosh you're a celebrity around here it's weird. I went to Ezel's like a week or two ago and there was someone in line and literally she was just like, hey, are you Jason? And I was like, yeah. She was like, yes, oh, I it was weird because I was like, signing autographs. Oh, my handwriting is way too horrible for that. Let's just like practicing. Oh, God, here we go. I've literally done that before, too. It's a mess. <laughs> Well, I, you're doing great things and I see you all the time on Instagram. I'm sure you're on other social media, but I don't, I can't use them all. Um, but Barely. can you just, I guess, wait, my first question is like, how did, how did you get into this? What are you doing? All of the things that might be a little. Yes. So the best way to go about that is start with, I'm a Seattle native. There aren't many of us left. Um, I'm yeah. born and raised, been here my entire life. Um, so the big, how did you get into this is more, the stage is already set. This is where I've been, you know, I'm familiar with the place, familiar with the things going on. Um, but really it was, you know, once the passing of George Floyd happened, the world sort of sparked up mm-hmm. and that fuel sort of added to a lot of thought for everyone. Um, what added for me was how can I actually show up in general? Um, it was a different start for me. I didn't start protesting. I actually started going out and cleaning up neighborhoods. So, so you did that before protesting? You were already yep. doing that? Okay. I, yep. I didn't know about it. Until so very, <laughs> I think it was like the, it was started on a Thursday or Friday. Once that bad Westlake day happened, I think it was like Saturday, I was like, I need to do something. I wrote out an entire spoken word piece because I needed to get it out. And then I started picking up trash. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like three days later or something like that, you know, I get out of the shower. My, uh, one of my friends was live and I was like, oh, they're like three blocks away from my house. Like threw a CBD blunt in my pocket, walked out there. (laughs) And then Garfield, the Garfield protests happened with thousands of people. And then, yeah. Oh, dang. What the heck? Well, so it literally was. You're making um, garbage men look like luxury. They <laughs> have a pretty nice job, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it, <laughs> it turns. I'm hoping this sparks a whole new, you know, world of, of revenue for black people. Let's just, let's just. But yeah, it just. When people ask me who you are, I'm going to be like, oh, he's just like your neighborhood garbage man. <laughs> boom. Boom. That's exactly what I need. This is Jason. <laughs> you don't know. Who gets the trash on the street? Seattle, I pick up trash. With thousands of people. Like, that's just sort of how. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But that is really cool, though. How it should be. 
I think that's really cool. And a lot of people have come out to do it um, yeah. with you, it looks like. Yes, For it turned into, there was like a steady group of like one or two. And then there was like a couple people from elementary school. And then it was like, oh, word, like now there's random people. Yeah. There's like a solid group of like 10 or 15 on a regular basis. Um, but I think that sort of sparked the conversation of you can do multiple things at one time. Um, sure. Like EDM, specifically morning march, picking up trash and dropping it off at precincts. Like, yeah. yes, let's do it. <laughs> like it's it's great so yeah i love it well i've thought about um hitting you up to come out but you guys are always out there like 7 a.m <laughs> that's lastly <laughs> morning morning does their own thing that's that's not even me that's all look shout out to katie katie you are amazing love you appreciate it my ass is not waking up at 7 a.m <laughs> i swear every time i'm right. like i look at my instagram stories you're like tomorrow at seven <laughs> i'm like yeah <laughs> some of some of those i'm like look i'll i'll get my ass up i'll be groggy i'll get my damn yerba mate and see what happens but some of those i'm like i'll meet you at 9 30 how about that can i just i'll go later I'll, I'll go after you start and then keep going seriously i'm like you guys are dedicated because i can barely show up to work on time and i'm getting paid to be there <laughs> That is literally it. It's like, wow, how is it that I've been out here every single day on time and I couldn't even get homework done when I was in school? Mm -hmm. Love that. Yep. Love That's because that. you care more. You care more than about your homework. That's how it is. I hate the busy work. I hate the busy work. True. But you're doing a lot more than just picking up trash, not saying that we can't pick up trash because everyone should be picking up trash all the time when you see trash around. Uh, we used to say keep Tahoe blue because I went to school in Tahoe, so keep Seattle green, <laughs> question mark. Um, so yeah, what, are, what else are we doing? Because you are constantly on social media, like connecting with everyone from the community and educating and just kind of like getting people's words out there. Yes. Yeah. So what's like your purpose with that? And just tell me all about that. Yeah, so I sort of see my social media platform and pretty much everything I do as a bridge, right? Just bringing yeah. things together, right? Trying to bring the resources to the people that need them, um, the energy to the people that can do something with it. So for my platform, a lot of times what I do is that community building. It's doing random live streams where I'm making beats and people are just here talking and being creative or it's creating conversations about accountability. That was a wonderful space, just bridging that gap together. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the work is the protesting. A lot of the work is the organizing. It's putting together these large events, but really if you break it down, it's just putting together a cause with the people who are ready to do yeah. something about it. Yeah. So it's providing information, it's gathering people together, it's trying to support people and empower people to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, the way I say it with Engage is to provide every opportunity we can to engage with the movement, mm -hmm. to do something. If yeah. that means just showing up on my Instagram live, awesome. If that means coming to our events in public, awesome. If that means like supporting, you know, local black owned businesses that I'm reposting, awesome. Like that's really just the biggest part of the platform and try right. to empower them as much as possible. Right. Um, can you explain what Engage is? Yes, the Engage team. That's my- <laughs> The that's Engage my team. <laughs> yes. Um, my team's focus, like I said, is providing opportunities. Um, we've done many protests, you know, all the way back to the day that the Black Lives Matter organization did their silent march. We had a march the exact same day. 
that was fun. Um, and there was like 10,000, 10 to 20,000 people with us, which was a little, a little wild. That's maybe. insane. That many people? Damn. Yeah. There was like six or seven blocks going down Madison of people. And we Dude, when was that one? one? It was like um, the middle of June. Like I keep going back in my phone, like looking at dates. There weren't even like two or three weeks that happened between like me first going out there and yeah. having our organization. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, we've done things like that. We're doing continued um, pressure on cannabis equity, which mm-hmm. is huge. Um, specifically, Uncle Ike's right now in Seattle. There's a lot of places that need this attention. Mm-hmm. Um, the cannabis equity is a huge part, specifically with the African-American community. Mm-hmm. You're talking about one of the highest privileged cities, right? And people literally making a profit from something people weren't previously incarcerated for. Um, sure. And that's an and absolute... still are. And still are, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of that is not just let people out of jail, but also if this is a business and you're letting people into this, you should be giving people the opportunities who have actually held down this space right. um, and empower their business. So a lot of action in that. Um, there's some marches and things that we're putting together to focus on things like transportation. We're doing a lot of food service work right now too. Cool. Um, just getting in touch with supporting people who super need to show up for the houses community in every way, shape or form. So. Yeah. So is it a bunch of people that have just like reached out to you like the, in the engaged team or. It was pretty natural, honestly. So it was, you know, at first it was cool. I showed up at a protest and now a couple of people are just hitting me up on Instagram and then it was cool. We're going to different events together. And then it was, well, let's put our own on. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you get to that point where it's like, well, we can only do so much as individuals, right? And if we want to do continued efforts, we should bring something together. Um, so we started out with like four of us and then it went up to probably as many as 20 and it's now boiled down, of course, <laughs> per, per energy. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's but yeah, lot. that's... You get uh, it? It's been a lot, yeah. Um, but yeah, it happened naturally. It was a lot of people who just continued to show up. Like one of our members, Bill, shout out to Bill. Um, Bill. Show up for, <laughs> Bill was the guy. He showed up for my cleanings and kept showing up for the cleanings and then he'd show up at events and has now just become like one of the staple allies who's just there whenever you need anything. He'll carry your speaker, he'll pull the wagon, he'll hand what out What a guy! Incredible. When you show up like that, like that's when people really like trust you, especially like in the black community of leadership like when someone continues to show up like there is a certain role to be played mm-hmm. so yeah that's when you become part of the team there well that is so cool that's like yeah. such an awesome like thing that so many people can just come together and do something good and i you guys like taking on all these projects is kind of what I do with women against taboo like at the moment it's just like taking on a bunch of different projects people are like what do you do i'm like um what don't we do? <laughs> exactly. Word for word. Like, well, like, uh, what do you got going hi. on? I'm like, how much time do you have? You yeah. got cool work. Is this small talk or are we just like actually going to like a full three course meal? <laughs> exactly. Do you want to go all the way back to May or do you just want to go the past couple weeks? Like, how are you like, how, how are you keeping up with your mental health with all of this going on and 
I feel like everyone's been protesting. Well, maybe I'm saying everyone because it's me protesting less because it can be super taxing on your body. Yeah. But like, how are you handling your mental health, your physical health with everything? So first and foremost, in anything I was doing was mental health. Like the very beginning of me cleaning was me making a decision for my mental health saying, I don't feel comfortable putting my body on the line. So I'm going to shift and pivot into something that I feel comfortable with that I can continue to there. you know, support and create a team yeah. around. So um, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, have access to therapy since a young age through, you know, my mother just deciding, hey, yeah, this is probably something that's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> the awareness my mother has had is one of the most emotionally and just academically intelligent woman ever and has really instilled in me like your mental health is crucial mm -hmm. do what you need to do for your mental health so since the very beginning of all of this the focus was yo just leave space to heal mm -hmm. regardless of whatever happens like leave space to heal if you want to go back out there make sure you're good from the last time you were out there kind of thing um and I've been providing the same sort of space with a lot of my friends. Like yeah. A lot of the times we'd be out at Chop, Chaz, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it'd be like, hey, let's all go to my house and drink a shit ton of tequila. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, good times. I was just listening to your podcast on that. And I was like, oh, wow, I remember those sounds. Oh, wow, I remember oh, yeah. that. Oh, wow. That was a crazy yeah. one for me. <sighs> that was a weird, it was a weird time. But yeah, it's always been like, yo, just check in with yourself. Um, and recently it's been a pivot into the creative. Like that's yeah. been the big thing is being a black person. The focus is not just the fact that I should be alive. It's also what that life looks like mm -hmm. living a fruitful, positive, successful life. And that definition being mine, yeah. you know, that success being defined by what I want it to be defined by. So, right. Well, I feel like a lot of people that were, I mean, including myself, like, I think at first I was feeling like guilty. Like I can't not go yep. because I'm like, I get to walk away from it and yep. other people can't. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, had to like really take care of myself in that way. It was like, okay, you can do more than like just here. And Absolutely. like also remembering, like, I think it's hard for me because I'm like, oh, I can always do more. And I take on way too many projects that I can't handle. Yep. And um, <laughs> like one of my coworkers was like, you know, like you can, you're at work every day with like little black kids, <laughs> little kids of color <laughs> every yep. single day. Like you can yep. like get on the boards and stuff. And I was like, that's a really good idea. <laughs> so I did. Yep. That's <laughs> I was exactly like, okay. what it is. Like, it was figuring out where, you know, it's the get out how you live it kind of thing. It's the, where do I naturally fit in and where can I just push? Right. Because like the thing I've realized is there's a lot of different kinds of leadership. Yeah. In whatever your life is, you can do a thousand different things when it comes to leadership. Leading can be texting a friend and checking in on their mental health just to make sure they're good or right. for me a lot of the times it's just walking down and talking to people and being like hey what's going on with you laughing with them joking with them that community building aspect right it doesn't have to be like yelling in front of a police officer and trying not to get arrested like <laughs> there's so many different aspects to protest it's so fun it's so great 20 summer 2020 was great <laughs> <laughs> i know dude <laughs> yeah, it, like looking back I'm like what did I do all summer I'm like oh yeah 
I ran and yelled and, out there. <laughs> yeah, I was remembering like how sad it was one of the days when everyone was tear gassed, how I just casually walked away, dealt with the burning of my eyes, and then pulled out my Instagram and was going live just as I was walking home, not even filming what was happening. Oh my God. Walking home, like, yo, children, you're the ones who got us tear gassed today. You were yeah. throwing a water bottle. Like, don't do that. Let the people who are trying to do it do it. All right, bye. Like, yeah, casual. Yeah. And I'm like, I know. What is this? <laughs> it's like sometimes you're like, what is our life? Like, I'm like, have my backpack full of shit and I'm like labeled me as a nurse and was just like, what do you people need? And I'm just like literally going around helping people that were like shot by things. <laughs> He's been sitting in my backpack for like months now. It is a giant ass flashlight that is the brightest thing I've ever seen. It's just been here. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> Check this phone, so wallet, you know, keys, gas mask, uh, all the things. I all have all my things. snowboarding gear. That's what I had. Nice. <laughs> like, Repurposing, you know? Like whatever. If someone needs it, I like it. I gave a snowboarding helmet to someone at one point because yep. their head. They were like right at the front, and they had like already gone shot. I'm like, you fucking crazy. Here's a fucking yep. helmet. Yep. <laughs> going right back in. I'm like, they're Ooh. wild. <laughs> Like Amari Salisbury, he kept blowing my mind because he oh, kept dude. just going in there. Dude. The where he couldn't breathe. And I'm I like, dude, know. What? I was like, dude. And then when Summer passed away yep. and Amari was at that one and he like finally took a break. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know how that you haven't taken a break yet. Yep. But like, yes, please take a break. Yep. Like, that was wild. I think there's yeah. so many things that you're like... I, and when we had chop chas, whatever, and we have the like the therapy circles, yep. <laughs> they weren't really therapy circles, but conversation. I tell people about them. Yes, yep. those were great. Yep. I had a therapy session at one point. <laughs> the best part to me was like there was the conversation couch, which was great, and there was all the events. But the thing that brought everyone together and like at peace was guava to the people. Yeah. Like. More than anything, getting a guava pastry was just like, all right, we're good. I'm going to just sink in, Dude. let some inner joy out. Like, Dude, shout out guava funny. Such, we have to laugh about something or else you're going to cry every day. That's what I decided. Literally. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like it's at work. It's dog in the burning house. I know. When I was at Children's, we make like the fucking worst jokes. Like the worst jokes. Like I can't even say it yep. in public because I don't want people to think that I actually think mm -hmm. those things or to think things mm -hmm. they're funny. But I'm really yep. like, mm, I'm trying to live and I'm trying to make sure they're living. So <laughs> it's like jokes I have with people like, haha, don't get arrested this time. And I'm yeah. like, but seriously, <laughs> like be in the jail cell. <laughs> See you later. Good time. God. Um reversing. Um you have been a really good advocate for, well, one, mental health, but two, like, sexual soul awareness and rape culture and all of that. Is that something that, like, you said that your mom was really, like, an inspiration yeah. to you? Is that something that, like, she kind of put you into? Or? Yeah, so it's, it's always been natural for me to stand up for people in the way that they need that kind of support. Mm -hmm. It's always been natural to care for other people and it's always been natural to listen support and trust women 
Mm-hmm. Um, this summer, however, opened my eyes to so many different ways as to how to understand, hear, and support people mm-hmm. that I really like. Just wanted to accept and hold space. Like that was the biggest thing. Like there's a thousand things that I could do, but the biggest thing was just to hold space. Um, my mom's told me since ever literally ever content consent is consent every second every time every action every everything doesn't matter if you see this person once if this is five years into the relationship like it's everything mm-hmm. uh, and classic mom knowledge you're like yeah yeah i know mom and then you grow up and all of those things are like wow you were actually putting me on a path yeah, yeah. Um, well i think it's so, hard to continue sorry <laughs> Well, now is just that time where all of those things are really coming up as true, like, like morals and beliefs that yeah. I'm trying to live by. So, yeah, but. no, I was just going to say, like, I feel like our parents tell us a lot of things and some things mm-hmm. you grow up and you're like, my mom always told us, like, wear condoms and then you grow up and then yeah. you're like, fuck condoms, but also I should yeah. wear condoms, but like, exactly do majority of people are condoms no and then there's like these other things that you're like oh you do need to do in order to like have healthy relationships and i think it's really hard to figure out like yes what am i going to take in and implement in my, my life and what am i not going to yeah, it's <laughs> crazy thing for me is like there's the things that i hold on because i know my mom told me to do these things like mm-hmm. you have to get x y and z done and have your schedule and blah 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 yeah. The crazier things for me are the things that I either forget or choose to forget. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but somehow naturally in life come back to in my own path. Yeah. And then, uh, fuck. <laughs> you were like, um, love you. Thank you. Like, yeah. 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 Well, I've yeah, been seeing more, even like with sexual assault and like the no, when you were like saying how like consent is, you know, continuous is like yeah. one of the things that I've been noticing is that like people don't take no for an answer like ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, can I help you with your groceries? Like, no, thank you. I got it. No, let me help you. I said no. <laughs> Done. End of story. Hey, come to this party tonight. <laughs> no, I really don't want to. I'm whatever. Don't try and convince me. I said no. And I think that has been really hard, like teaching the kids that because um, they constantly say no. <laughs> yeah. Don't mean no. I mean yes. that in the very best of ways. Yes. <laughs> Not like, yes. you know, like, oh, she's children. Said, oh, she really meant no, you know? It's like, yep. do you want a cookie? No! Yes. No. Two seconds later. Yes. Um, so it's hard to like, teach them, like, because they don't in themselves they're not doing that yet and a lot of us like say no and we're we still like maybe could be convinced to say yes and maybe like the circumstances are less than like sex or whatever but i that's something that i've been really trying to focus on is like when someone says no like take it no for an answer and you because i feel like i start resenting people yeah. Like if I they convince me to do something and I really don't want to do it, but I'm like pissed at them for convincing me. I'm pissed at myself for letting them do that. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think it's been interesting. And then another thing that um, I've learned a lot, like through this process in the last couple months, through the past 150 days, Ooh. Um, is why 
we, I haven't talked about this in the podcast yet, but like most girls and children that are trafficked are people of color. And I never really realized like why even like organizations don't focus on that of like, this is why. And I, this is just me interpreting. No one had like told me this, but I think that they don't say that because if people assume that they, these kids look like them, then they'll care more. Yep. Which was really fucked up. (laughs) And it happens on every level, every societal problem, every time where there is a face to a problem. Yes. If that face looks like you, great. You will pay attention. If it does not, it will be a two second memory. Right. The hard part is the ones who get to decide not to pay attention are the ones who have the power. Right. Because the ones, if you notice, the ones who are still saying things, I was just on my Instagram today seeing Chica, who's a wonderful female rapper, like Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, Talk about how she's been talking about SARS for two weeks straight since the moment she found out. Mm -hmm. And the visibility factor and saying that, you know, black people, we do need to step up for for ourselves Mm -hmm. because no one else is actually going to. Nobody else cares. Right there's no relation there's no pull right so we have to show up the hard part is we don't have the power right now to fully do anything about it mm-hmm. at the same rate that other people do so it's yeah that dynamic is really 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 to be honest it's fucked like it's super fucked, so fucked. <laughs> it so- just uh, how can you say you're an empathetic person you care for other people and you're like mm, mm-hmm. but their face is different i think wild or like they don't have as much money or they're not like from the same place you are or like all of these things and I even find like people saying like uh maybe not even just like about like other people of color but like that's included as well of just like oh well I wouldn't be in that situation or like that would never happen to me or my daughter would never do that or whatever and you're just like what the fuck like yes you did (laughs) You also do those things. And even if you don't, like. <laughs> and also, even if you would or would not, it's not about you. I know. Like, it's not about you. There's so many, like, allies who have disappeared because it's too much or, like, yeah. this or that or, like, things aren't going their way. I'm like, it's not yeah. about you. Yes, for sure. does not call for support in your favor. It is a call to action. Right. Choose not to show up, but be real honest as to why you're not showing up. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation people are not ready for. But they are not. Well, and as humans, mm-hmm. we are just we are so self-centered. And yep. whether like the most giving person in the world can say that they're not self-centered, mm-hmm. when we give to people, it give up gives us dopamine and serotonin. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. you can say like are we really ever doing anything for anyone else? Like that is like a yeah debate in the psychology community of like are we actually ever doing something strictly for someone else and the answer is usually no No. like because it makes us feel good but then you can okay so am I gonna like go and help someone like I would rather do that and make myself feel good than like to put them down and be a little Donald Trump on them and like get the dopamine from that like there's a healthy way to do it yes for sure Oh, this is what I don't get about people who try to talk people down. If you do that, then you have to continue doing that to feel good. Yes. Whereas if you were 
a good person to someone, you could continue being a good person to someone and feel good. Yes. <laughs> that just makes sense to me. Apparently that doesn't to 45ers and magas and yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't say his name over here on Unapologetic. At all? <laughs> Sometimes the last name, he never gets the full name. Definitely does not get president in front of the name either. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> I love it. Not and not, not even out of a like, that's that's not my president. Because I'm yeah. like. You're like, it is. <laughs> no one really is anyone's president in this country. We're sort of all just being led by a boardroom. But, I mean, if you really look at it, like, I've thought about this a lot lately in terms of governmental structures. We should only have, like, community structures of government. Like, Seattle should have its own community and its own governing body. And yeah. that's it. You shouldn't have one person governing both Seattle and Miami. Yeah, I never actually thought about it like that. That makes no sense to me. Like, then wouldn't we all just be different countries? We'd be all be different parties, which would be I'm wonderful. Not opposed, but because I think about it this way: if Seattle was its own country, we would have got a whole bunch more shit done this summer. <laughs> That's so true. A whole bunch more. <laughs> Even as a have... state, like by Walla Walla, by Spokane. Oh my god! Please let's kick out Eastern Washington. Look, respect <laughs> Eastern Washington, but no. Holden no. can stay for parties only. <laughs> oh. Some parties, just some, <laughs> just some. The occasional, hey, I'm kind of bored, you know. <laughs> uh, I'll keep, I'll keep Bellingham though. I've I heard Bellingham keep... is cool. I've never been to Bellingham. Bellingham is beautiful. Western's a great place. Shout out Western, <laughs> beautiful campus. Okay. I will keep that because there's also partying there, but not as problematic as okay. Okay. Wazoo. Okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm kind of biased because I feel like everyone that goes to UW is just like real stuck up. Sorry, everyone. I'm, I just applied to UW, so hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> Look, UW is a, as a born and raised Seattleite, there is a relationship between the people of UW and the city of Seattle. I will leave it at that. <laughs> I will leave it at that. Oh, gosh. Also, say nothing is as bad as SU. SU? Ooh. Really? I'm applying there too. Fuck. Pri private, <laughs> private Jesuit, super small in the middle of the city. Like, mm, true. Yeah, it's true. you think you're liberal, but you're not fully there, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like the people yeah. that put the like in this house we believe on the front lawn, but then like as soon as the mailman forgets to knock on the door, and they think it's an intruder, they call the police. Yep, immediately. <laughs> those people? At, at 2 p.m., yes, <laughs> when everybody's in, yeah. Yep, those exact people. <laughs> but, like, the, but it's the younger versions. It's the ones who are like, it's whatever, bro. Like, I have Amazon Prime anyway, so it's going to get here in 24 hours anyway. So we're yeah. good. But like, <laughs> but like, next time, bro, yeah, thanks, bro. Those guys. And then they grow up to be the ones who call the police. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, can we talk about Amazon for a second? because I okay just background I was born here and then moved to California and then went to college and then came back here so I'm like just moved back so Amazon wasn't here when I lived here and That's now right. it's here and thriving in its yeah. own way and yeah, yeah. 
what I learned at one of the protests that like everyone in South Seattle and everyone's a bad statement, but a lot of people in Seattle hate Amazon. And I've been learning so much about this. Yep. What are your opinions? Like, where do you stand on the issue? There is absolutely no reason that someone should have that much money in ungodly amount of money strictly not even speaking from a like a racial divide standpoint there's no reason someone should have that money and the houseless population is what it is in the city there. okay there's no yes. fucking way yeah for sure it is unreal because you know engage is out here doing these food services and We've handed out like a, a couple thousands of dollars of resources, just like straight one to two. You buy stuff, give it to the people. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you have billions of dollars? Dude. Pers- personally, you yeah. personally, individually <laughs> have billions of dollars you could be giving on top of the fact that you are buying up even more land to deliver things. Like okay. I just, that's already a problem. Then you add everything that is racially charged on top of that. And then my blood just boils to the point of, okay, let's take some spheres down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is like, if, are you saying like from a racial argument that like a lot of people that are like homeless and like need food and need all these resources are people of color? No, I'm saying it like just specifically when it comes to like the houses population, um, just specifically for this moment, this conversation right now, I was removing the race aspect of it. Um, but if you go to places like Pioneer Square, it's one of the highest concentrations of black people mm-hmm. that I've seen in the city. Yeah. Right. And you're talking about an decently industrial area somewhere that if you wanted to buy something up and build a building for people, that'd be a great place to do it. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different spaces, a lot of different things that you could be doing for the community. Right. Um, Okay. For the houseless community in general. The race piece is the privilege you have, the audacity, (laughs) the audacity to be in that position and not recognize that privilege and not step the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Unacceptable. Right. Agreed. That's where that is for me is because I'm, I try not to focus on like the businesses and the structures because that's a whole other different system. We're attacking that a certain way. And there's many conversations happening in that. Right. My piece is as a person, specifically Seattle, specifically this area gets away with doing just more than the standard Mm -hmm. and it being okay. So let's say the average is donating a hundred dollars per month or a hundred dollars per year. Seattle donates 110 and that's enough. Mm -hmm. Now you're talking about someone who has, billion dollars yeah 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 so a ten thousand dollar grant once a year to one black person or whatever that's like are you kidding me (laughs) like we could all do that if we really tried and (laughs) then you really fucking stuck on really tried (laughs) think about how many gofundmes like think about soul type child actually getting a computer funded by the funded by the people like for real things so there's that but then you think about like what it is that his business is in the first place. Mm-hmm. It is literally connecting goods to the people. Mm-hmm. It is literally a space yeah. to help people make money. 
and you have not chosen to put the work out to provide African-American people yeah. the opportunities they deserve. Yeah, no, fair. Have you heard of Amazon Smile? No. <laughs> okay, so Amazon Smile is like, basically it's like Amazon online, but so you, it's it's smile.amazon.com. And so you can put in like a nonprofit or charity organization in there. So like a portion of like what you buy on Amazon goes to that charity, right? So we like signed up Women Against Taboo and I heard it was 5%. And I was like, that's fucking good. Like yeah. 5%, like, okay. And then we got on there and it's 0.05%. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> It was crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? So if someone spends like a hundred dollars and we get fifty cents, like, are you like? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like the no, that shit. Like, I'm like, for every hundred dollars, Amazon itself should be putting up money. Yes, just just off the rip on every yes. purchase, just because that's how the business should be doing in the first place. <laughs> yes. And then you should have the option to add on more, not 50 cents. Like that is insane. So we like signed up for it. And I, I think I mentioned it on one of my podcasts, like, okay, if you're going to be on Amazon anyways, then you might as well just plug us into smile.amazon.com because yeah. it's the same shit. Yeah. But I was like, but like, don't like go there <laughs> and buy shit. Like just because of that, because yeah. that's like, stupid but that's how they get away with it again it's doing just enough it's 0.05 percent more than everyone else is doing enough they're like we made a program exactly look how good we're doing we're giving to charity we're so great like this is gonna change the world i was like this isn't gonna do shit dude but okay i'll still sign up i mean i'm pretty sure like if i'm doing my math right in my calculations, I'm pretty sure that's the same percentage as title plays per stream on Spotify. Uh, probably. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, they that, think you're doing something that's good. That's crazy. Just like behind it. Oh, just the musician in me knowing all of those numbers is just like, okay, and then this, and then you can get this, and then, but then to think about literal like business, like you're spending hundreds of dollars and it's the same percentage as a stream on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but they're so cool. <laughs> but oh my gosh, smile.amazon.com. <laughs> what would you what do you think seattle needs the most or what would you um like to see in like the next couple of years um that's a loaded question i know it is um i'll take it to like a sort of like an ethical standpoint when it comes to like what i want to see um i want to see businesses making empathy and morality built into their core okay so example of that uh bakabak wonderful place love chef brian he's handing out free sandwiches to protesters for days that's hundreds of sandwiches right like brian's amazing so i sat with him the other owner 
um, and a couple of the management and myself. And we just sort of sat there and talked and he just listened for like a while. Right. And I've been employed by the dude. Like I've had a conversations just as a human being, like I've literally been in this space just to sit there with him and have him listen. The other owner was crying, like just, and then the simple question became, what can we do? And I was just sort of mentioning things and was talking about, you know, drip teas, handing out like some drinks after they close the next day, or maybe two days later, there were free sandwiches every single day. Incredible. And it wasn't something that he signed off on and cool. Y'all can hand it out. It was Brian was at the front door of the business handing out sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that. It's amazing. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen a business do. Right. That should be the norm. I agree. That's right. what I want to start seeing in these businesses, right? Is that, you know, you look at a place, I don't know if you knew the situation that happened at Vermilion. But Vermilion was no. supporting a lot of the organizers and housing some supplies and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then they just decided to pull out. Yes. Because, and they literally said verbatim, they feel like they've done their part. Oh, interesting. Their tweets, it was disgusting reading it. They'd done their part. And my thought was, this should be built into your business that you are stepping up for the people. Because right. what you see is, in a business... When you care about people, people care about you. Yes. It's a real simple thrill. So that's what I want to see is like, there's so many opportunities for Seattle to do so, right? We don't need these big chains anymore. Look at Cap Hill. Cap Hill thrives because it's a whole bunch of local places that you go into and you're cool with them. You have these relationships. You care. They care. Good for everybody. Yeah. So that's what I want to see just from a, a business standpoint. I could go on for hours with, you know, all the the other stuff, all the other stuff. The biggest thing for me is reparations, right? Considering it as a black wellness tax, considering it as a thing of just livelihood. It is not you taking money out of your pocket and just throwing it at someone else. It is recognizing the privilege that you have, Mm -hmm. the opportunities that you have and being able to sacrifice those to open that opportunity up for someone else because they deserve it. You have to consider how many different ways someone has been removed from that opportunity. Right. Right. It's about equity. It's not just about equality. Equality. Yep. So, and I say that all the time, it's, we get mm-hmm. to equality through equity. We yes. can't all be equal until we recognize the gaps and the differences. Yes. Take care of those, repair those, and then bring it to a place where we all feel equal. So. Right. I want to see equity as a practice. Yeah. Well, I feel like, um, so children's, this will be the loveless. Um, I love children, even though I left, but I, I do love them. Um, you just left. Congratulations on your new job, by the way. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm doing a lot more sex education and sex therapy, so that'll be good. But, you? Uh, sex therapy? Sex education? No. Huh. I know. I know. It's like we don't even have to get per- permission from parents. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but that was something that children's did well in. I think that everything can always be better. Don't get me wrong. But they they pride themselves on um, they're the only children's hospital in the U.S. that has equity as one of their like pillars. Yep. Hospitals are all about their pillars. Yes. Um, and so, you know, have you ever seen like the... It's, it's like a picture of like two kids standing on like blocks over the, on the blocks. Yep. Yes. Uh, yep. 
they always like they always like everything about equity every everywhere you go they always have that little picture hey so have you a little have kid. You seen this? yeah this is, this is what that means um yeah. so yeah. this one has one block and this one has three blocks is that uh, yeah <laughs> and i just like this is how i explain it to like people when they don't understand yep. like how like how does equity work like in the community and i'm like okay well think about in the hospital you have two kids come in i say kids because i work with kids but yep. you have two kids come in you have one kid that has parents that already has outpatient therapists psychiatrists all the things and so they're coming in here to stabilize then you have another kid that's here for the exact same reason but has it's in the foster system or has one parent or doesn't have a caseworker or is currently being abused and needs cps services and like yeah. all of these things and i was like so this kid, you could say like, okay, we need limited resources. Like we need to stabilize this kid and they have everything all set up and we send them out. This kid is gonna need a lot more shit before they can leave. Yep. And like, in order to have like the same, well, I say same, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a comparison outside of here to like actually get better. To have healthy like, healing, yeah. Oh, but they don't get that because everyone in their social circle has the same amount of privilege. As themselves and so like people don't see that if they're not working in like places that like healthcare or social work or whatever and the thing that the part that is added on top of that is is it's a two-part it's not just cool this person gets x y and z it's what's the cost of x y and z yeah right you've got now gone through finding a psychiatrist finding some kind of healthy medication for this child you know you sat here for days trying to rehabilitate this child and just get them to sit down and go through the treatment. Then you have to figure out someone who's going to take care of it. And then there's, you know, there's all of these different things. What's the cost of that? Right. Right. When you already consider how much it took to even get that child in that space in the first place. Mm-hmm. And none of that stuff's been healed either. Yeah. So yeah. now you have two di- different loads of work to work on. Right. Instead of just you already walk in and everything's there for you and it's one problem, one cause and you're fine. Right. And not even to mention the fact that like if you have money, then you have options of where to go. It's mm-hmm. like in healthcare right now, it's like if you so many people are private insurance only, it's because yeah. Medicaid and everything like is not paying providers enough. Don't get me wrong, I think everyone should take Medicaid, but not everyone is like contracted with it. Yeah. And so like they have a limited amount of hospitals to go to, limited amount of providers to go and see. They have limited amount of everything because they're like, oh well they have insurance. Like Obama gave them insurance. So they have insurance. And I'm like, okay, like yes like that great they can have insurance but that doesn't mean much and then the way it's set up still have people who are trying to take that away <laughs> i know it's like, crazy. what <laughs> they're like oh, and then they're like well you know see i'm over here a i had all my parents and all the things and all the privilege so now i have to pay for theirs in my in your taxes and i'm like is that such a bad thing <laughs> fuck does it really like, nah, matter? fuck this kid let him kill himself who cares it, it's fine no it's fine they can just no it, it, what, it ah. what hurts <laughs> is like wait 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 so you're telling me you can look at a person right here and they can have 15 dollars in their bank account mm-hmm. to last a week mm-hmm. you have hundreds of thousands you're gonna give them ten dollars and how grateful they are to actually receive funds to hold their life when you have such excess. Yeah. 
and your natural inclination isn't to give more? Well, they're natural because I'm around white people a lot, clearly, because I'm white. All my family's white. They say that uh, mm. they're lazy. Mm. They're not working hard enough. And they I'm not. Yes, and I'm not going to pay for people that are taking advantage of the system because, mm-hmm. you know, people take advantage of the system. Oh, yes. yes. Mm. People do take advantage of the system. You. I never said that. That's you have been benefited from said system. You have your job because your name sounded white. Like, <laughs> my name is the whitest name ever. Somehow, some way, I'm like, it's the saddest fucking fact ever. But the fact that I can put my name on a resume and people will look at it and be like, oh, that sounds like a good candidate because it sounds white. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking privilege. Yes. If your last name is Smith, if your first name is John, you yes. literally have a privilege. And you didn't do shit for it. Yes. So who's taking advantage of this? Exactly. No. <laughs> Wait, that's actually a really good point. Thank you. you on that one. <laughs> because so... People look at privilege as like they did something and they yeah. got something back and they have to figure out what to do with it. It's like, no, you didn't have to do a goddamn thing. That's the point. <laughs> you could walk around this neighborhood and feel comfortable. You could go to these restaurants, right? I said it the perfect, perfect example. We all go out to celebrate like my sister getting a new job or something mm-hmm. like that, right? You go to Lark. Great place. Where great food's great. <laughs> we walk in. We sit down. First of all, the sigh of relief I had when I saw a black man with dreads come up to me and say, hey, I'll be your server. Unreal. His name's Thaddeus. We're now friends. (laughs) I love it. Okay. We go through the whole time. It was great. You know, family left a big tip because he's the shit, right? Continue to have conversations. I randomly drunkenly see him on the hill. We talk. He's like, yeah, no, I asked for your table because I know how they treat us. I know if you walk in here and the way they go about doing X, Y, Z, they look down on us because we don't know about all of these different things. We haven't had the experiences to know these things. And that's when it clicked to me. All of these white people don't even know what these French words on the menu are either. So why are you looking down at me? That's so true. That's so true. What's the difference? We both don't know shit about what this is. We both have to ask what wine pairs with this meal. So what, the <laughs> only reason you're looking bad about me is because of how I look mm-hmm. or how I sound. Are you kidding me? Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> it made so much sense to me at that point. I was like, wow. So literally that's how bad it is. Yeah. Even oh when we're God. dumb as fuck, we're still not equal. <laughs> Even when we're dumb as fuck. You're, you're like, fuck, my dumb is dumber than your dumb. I'm like, how how is that? Because what's funny is my dumb is not your dumb. Your dumb is really dumb. Your dumb is you have to choose to be dumb. You have been given everything to not be dumb and you're still dumb. My dumb is I haven't been given shit and I'm still busting my ass to try to figure out how to get something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm still aware of just how dumb some of these things are. Your dumb is a choice. Dude, so true. You don't have the same kind of dumb. Oh, no, I resonate with that so much because, I mean, even like 
through like the protests and everything this year like I've learned so many things mm-hmm. I would like call my mom on the phone I'll be like dude I'm 25 years old like yeah. how have I never known this or how did I not know that or yeah. you know this and that and I think that gives uh, a very good I think that's a very good example of like we talk about the black friend card a lot. Yep. Um, how like, just because you have black friends doesn't mean you know shit. <laughs> and, and bigger than that, you will never know everything. Yes, fair. That's the thing to get to. And I've been telling this to people too. Like, cool, great. Like you've asked your black friends and had great conversations with your black friends most of your life. Mm-hmm. You still will never get 100% of the experience. For sure. You 100%. don't know what it feels like to walk through that store and have those eyes on you you don't know what it feels like to walk into vivace yes i'm calling you out vivace Mm -hmm. walking into vivace with no one in there it's the middle of the day there's no problems and i'm walking in with my white partner Mm -hmm. and we leave and i've had eyes on me the entire time i barely said a single word i was on my phone the entire time that's so crazy you don't know what that feels like right so that's something I tell people too. Um, that's what I said in one of my posts is like, white people, stop waiting for the moment where you get it. Oh, I remember that one. Stop, stop waiting for that moment. It. You're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. So what you should do is shut up, listen. <laughs> and then when someone tells you to do something, say, cool, anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. Seriously. It should be as simple as that. Like, I have had to have so many conversations with myself too, specifically with, again, supporting women, supporting the LGBTQ community, supporting femmes, supporting non-binary folks. Mm-hmm. I won't get it. Mm-hmm. So all I'm going to do is ask how I can support. Yeah, exactly. If by some miracle, I do something and hold some space. Mm-hmm. I'll continue to hold that space right. until someone says that I need to be doing something different. Right. That's it. It shouldn't be about me. Well, and I think that like comparing it to like healthcare and stuff too, it's like, okay, I, cause people always tell like kids, other people as well, like on the streets or like on my Instagram or whatever, be like, you don't understand. And I was like, okay, well that's fine. But like, we can, you can like still empathize with people. And like, just because I don't have diabetes doesn't mean I don't know how to treat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and doesn't mean I can't like empathize with you that like yeah that fucking sucks to have to like do count your calories every day do your insulin do all this stuff like yeah that could that fucking sucks like and I totally get that but I'm not I don't understand what it's like I don't understand every day but I can like help you in a way that like support, yeah you, know, you can support them and like whatever and I'm like this is the exact same thing it's like just because you don't understand doesn't mean you can't help people doesn't mean you can't like empathize with it like you have to ask them what they need. I assume the people who are saying that are also not people of color. Yes. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yes. Cool. Why is a white person telling another white person, cool, you're not doing what you should be doing? No, they, were, they would say like, oh, well, wait, now I'm confused. What did you just say? They say you don't get it. Uh, so- White people are saying to you, white people would say like, I don't like, they'll be like, I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why they care so much. Like, I don't understand why it's like, whatever. And you're just like, you don't have to understand. Like, like be empathetic. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. okay. It's a weird thing. You can't teach empathy. (laughs) No, dude. 
and it's been especially these last four years it has been very apparent <laughs> that you can't teach this you can smack somebody in the face with a thousand different situations you can explain you can have all the statistics everything opportunity gaps you know literal abuse physical mental emotional whatever you know uh literal like money wages like you can provide as many literal facts close situations and people just don't get it they that know. it's both scary and relieving yes because what it That's means true. is scary because holy fuck <laughs> but relieving because that means i don't have to spend my time on you i know i don't have to waste my energy all i have to do is keep supporting the people if they eventually get it because they've seen what's happening, mm-hmm. cool, awesome. But I'm not going to waste my time on conversion therapy. Yes. No, fair. Fair. No. <laughs> That's not why we're here. <laughs> yeah, a, lot of, sure. a lot of what's happening in the organizing community, like, we've seen the allies disappear. Mm-hmm. What I've told myself is, I don't really care. Mm-hmm because you weren't who I was here for in the first place. And I might offend some of you allies. Like, I'm not saying I don't care about safety. I'm not saying like, I don't care about risks and light. Like, mm-hmm. whatever you have to do to take care of yourself and be healthy, awesome. That's the goal for everyone to be healthy. Mm-hmm. But my goal is to empower the people who are marginalized like fucking crazy to get to a point where we can be healthy and do those things. Agreed. You already have all of the resources to be healthy, I don't have to spend my time trying to figure out how you can be healthy. <laughs> you go do you, boo. Have fun. You go, Glen Coco. Go, Glen Coco. I'm going to go ahead back here and take care of this. I'm not going to spend my time on the mean girls. It's not going to happen. You <laughs> just not need my time. <laughs> then they can, we can just move them to Walla Walla in Spokane. Oh, my God. We can please. just move them all there. Please. Can't we just take them out? Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Walla Walla has what? Apples, potatoes? What does Walla Walla have? Uh, If they don't have wine, I don't really care. (laughs) Well, I highly support that. (laughs) Fully support that opinion. Which means that we can't... There's something good there. (laughs) Anyone from Walla Walla, you want to just let us know what you have and if it's (laughs) worth, like, keeping it like it is or just sending all the people we don't want? Is it cool? Cool. Let us know. You sound like Trump. Yikes, dude. (laughs) See, but here's the thing. Like, we will continue to live knowing these people are around and doing what they are doing because we have shit to do. We have shit to do. I just... I have shit to do. I'm not going to spend my time. And I've said this too. Whoever wins the election... I, I absolutely have, you know, my personal goals mm-hmm. for the said election mm-hmm. and opinions. We know what those are. <laughs> just to remind y'all, if y'all are listening, uh, I'm a black man, so we can just infer. Um, Not true these days. There's so many black people voting true. for Trump. <laughs> well, no, but, but on the opposite, also, both candidates are still white men. Who have harassed so... women. Or sexually abused. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. We win either way, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Either way, I want four years of absolutely nothing. 
I don't want them to put a single law in. I don't want them to, I want literally them to sit their old white asses in the Oval Office and just stare at a picture of a bald eagle for four years. (laughs) That's it. So then the people can figure out the system that we want to have. That's true. You to do shit like we're doing right now, like we were doing this summer with Chop. Um, Regardless of what anybody feels like that, the beginning of that was a microcosm of the system and the world that we would want. It was mutual aid. It was entertainment. It was support. It was laughter. It was tears. It was creativity. It was beauty. It was what we should be working towards. Yes. Yes. Absolutely did not go well. Turned out to be a little bit of a shit show. (laughs) We can all recognize that. But people showing up for people, literally, just because we're people, that's what we should be working on. And if we can do that for the next four years, we won't be focusing on who's in an office. That's my personal, like, understanding. And that's my sort of path is... Politics are politics. Politics are always going to be politics. They're always going to be messy. They're always going to be who's who and who's got who on whose side. Yeah. We stop giving a shit about that. And we actually focus on empowering our communities. That's when real change happens. For sure. When we start creating this system, because it's a, it's a two way system. And I'll explain that philosophy very simply. You want to take down a system and we saw it in shop. You want to take down a system. Cool. Go ahead. But start putting one in place before you do. Start creating those structures <laughs> actually do yeah. something mm-hmm. positive before you do, because then you have that healthy system. It's not an idea. It's not a, Oh, what if it's not a, you don't have to sit there for a couple of years because it's way faster for a broken system to bounce broken quote unquote. It's not broken. It's working exactly the way it is. It's way easier for that system to bounce back than it is for us to create the system that we want. For sure. For sure. So start start now. I like it. Um, what can people, how can people that are listening help give, follow you, Engage Team as well? What's your guys' Instagram? It's just the Engage Team. All one word, no capitals. All one word, no capitals. I'll put it in it's my- got a beautiful, beautiful picture of a amazing black woman. It's like a pink, it's beautiful, it's great. Love it. And you all should just follow Jason just for funsies. And for yeah. to learn things, um, unapologetically dot Jason. Right? Yes, yes, there it is. Okay, and then what are do you guys have a plan for like this 150 day march? Yeah, so we're trying to figure that out now. Um, yeah, really, we're, so we're gonna have a meeting about it. Um, all the organizations we have some ideas <laughs> bouncing around. Um, so the biggest thing that a lot of us are doing are coming together for food drives, coming together for community building events, um, and a lot of the display of the arts. So oh, cool. some kinds of performances is going to be in there. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually performing on Halloween. Um, you are? I Where? It's going to be at Jimi Hendrix Park. Okay. Um, it's going to be the day of Halloween. I'm trying to figure that out right now. Uh, I believe it's going to be like midday. Um, it's rewriting the narrative of Halloween. Because if you didn't know, the narrative of Halloween is also fucked. Um, no, so, no racist headdresses this year. No racist costume. No, <laughs> no people dressed simple as, this. as Indians. <laughs> if you think you have a Google search before you put it on, don't put it on. 
How about that? Can I be yeah. an alien? Is that appropriate? Yes. Why are you questioning it? I had to think about it because I was like, okay, if aliens do exist, uh-huh. are they crazy? Is that <laughs> me and my friend were literally at like two in the morning talk about this? We were like, yeah, we're all just experiments for aliens. Like they were like, let's see how fucked up we can make this, and let's just. Let's just, okay, cool. Let's put a pandemic. Sorry, doing let's put a good the job. worst president that they've ever had. And they just kept putting it in on. That's our <laughs> belief. Um, That's how it feels sometimes. Aliens are okay. Headdresses, not okay. Um, anything of any kind of Latinx history or culture. If you are not a Latinx person or Hispanic or I don't believe, I'm trying to figure out the grammatical or like the correct way to refer to group of people that I'm trying to refer to um y'all know what I'm talking about hit me up and let me know what that actually is uh, I apologize um yeah no no sombreros no nothing no do-rags no big saggy pants no no none of that please no okay, thanks can they dress up as rappers black rappers uh, if you are an African-American person have a wonderful time be respectful <laughs> Have a wonderful time. I know we um, have questions about this. Besides that, um, yeah, no, it's not about you if you don't relate to that thing. So please keep that in mind. Fair. If you have to change something about you extremely to even get close to relating, not for you're you. purchasing a costume on Amazon to look like Jay Z. <laughs> not it. Not <laughs> it is not. It it this year okay and every year but mostly this year (laughs) stick stick to the tinkerbells stick to the you know there's many costumes that are wonderful and inspiring (laughs) tink's a badass like do what you gotta do (laughs) you gotta be but not are you gonna be um, dressed up for your performance i have a running gag every year for halloween i am ambiguous light-skinned celebrity you are Yes. Every year, so it's every year because I can be a different one every time. Oh my so I gosh. go up to people, I just dress in some sort of like performer wear, a leather jacket or something, and then people are like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "You tell me who you are." And they're like, "Oh, Bruno Mars." And I'm like, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> oh, you're Miguel. Yeah, totally. Oh, you're Michael Jackson. Yeah, totally. Dude, you need to make like a little spreadsheet of everything that people think that you are. I should do bingo. You should. I should totally, I should totally do bingo with my friends when we go out. That's such a good Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Okay. We all have to pick like nine. That's great. We should be there to watch you. So you need to let us know. Will you know what time you're going to be there by this Thursday? I should know. Yes. Okay. So tomorrow. It's come out tomorrow. Perfect. Uh, yes, I should know. Um, I have, I think, like a fifteen-minute set. When you're doing a couple old classics, old some goodies. I didn't um, know that you like were a musician. Nobody knows. Up so that's like a couple weeks ago when you did your live. Doing my lives, yep. So I used to do those lives till three a.m. like all the time. So I'm <laughs> now getting back to it. Um, yeah, so I'll be doing some old stuff. I'll definitely be doing some new stuff. And I literally like. I was making a song yesterday that I think I'll be doing live. So wait, this is so exciting! I want to go. I think I want to go. What day is it? Uh, oh, Saturday, 30, right? 
first i literally can't even remember it was yeah, weekends anymore. It's yeah i think so um yeah so there's that um i also do famous and friends which is at sugar hill which is amazing it's like a live stream Wait. series my friend and i do yeah. yeah so it's thursdays and fridays 7 to 10 p.m um every thursday and friday every thursday and friday so mo dj famous fantasy x fame right on instagram yeah um amazing dj probably one of my favorites in the city if not the country um he's doing live streams from his house and then he actually started doing them at sugar hill as well oh he's actually trying to keep the vibe so we just have a set so i'll be emceeing for him and then he'll be doing shit and it's literally just us going back and forth talking laughing joking but having amazing (laughs) fun i want to go are you doing it this week yes thursday and friday this week okay what oh wait seven to ten seven to ten so it's literally like dinner hours it's pretty dope so yeah there's that and then the engaged team will be doing just full-on plug segment before before we get out of here y'all just letting y'all know um yeah the engaged team is going to be doing a lot of stuff so we'll be doing the 150 day march we'll be doing the food services absolutely absolutely doing some clothing drives here pretty soon because it's getting cold i actually have tons of clothes that i was gonna wait where are you bringing them so we normally go to Pioneer Square. Um, we're linking up with a couple other organizations and people. So okay. trying to lock in a location, but either Cal Anderson, the International District, Pioneer Square, then okay. maybe like Soto. I have like my homeless people in Wallingford. So yeah. I'll probably bring a lot of that stuff too. But if I get more, yeah. I'm going to do that this week and anything. But if I get more, then I will give them to you. Woo! And everybody else too. <laughs> Yeah. And it's a good time. Like you remember like, we always bring our speaker and play great music and joke around and laugh around. Like we enjoy our time. It's about building community. Like a lot of the houses community I'm now just joking with and just like dancing with on the street just because mm-hmm. this is, these are the people we're serving. These are the people we're supposed yeah, to be And it brings for. some joy too. Exactly. Like, bring some human connection and joy yeah. and yeah. feeling like they're a part of something and that they're being cared for. Which is- I mean, again, guava to the people showing up, mm-hmm. right? Crazy. And Martial Law Band just dropped 12th and Pie in the album. Sick, by the way. I Sick. know. I just listened to it. They literally would be playing in the middle of like a war scene. Like, I know. I have videos. They're incredible. So many videos. Yeah. And that joy, like that's exactly what we're doing it for. So. That's awesome. I know. I actually reached out to them and used some of their music on some of my other podcasts because mm-hmm. I was like, dude, get it to me. Shout so, out to Faye. They're yeah. so good. They're so good. <laughs> they are. And he's like so committed too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually met his dad. My friend Scotty is friends with him from um, high school. Gotcha. And I got to like meet his dad and his dad is like yep. so proud of him and so cute. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. I love it. Right. It's so yeah, adorable. Literally like, so he had, they had the uh, Emerald City Gala. I think it was like winter. Mm-hmm. It was like all of the Numos building. It was Runaway, Barbosa, and Numos and the bar upstairs. And it was this amazing event of like just so much of the city's talent just there dressed up to the nine shout out jazzy and tay their podcast amazing like like all of them just like everyone was there and it was the most beautiful thing and then i saw him multiple times after that and then just out on the street and i was like what <laughs> you went from dolled up classed up looking amazing to literally like in full black block like 
covered in tear gas. That's dude. It's so cool. It's literally the shit of like, what? (laughs) Who did we turn into this summer? Dude, for real. Things changed (laughs) in our lives, at least mine. (laughs) A whole lot. A whole lot. For the better. Hopefully for the better. For the better, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking and meeting you through the internet. I know, for the first time through the internet. (laughs) so weird that I like see you post all the time and on Instagram and then I just don't know really who you are. (laughs) Yep. I'm real. I'm a real person. Oh my gosh. Is he catfishing me? (laughs) I don't really know. No, I trusted you. Immediately when I saw you at the first protest, I was like, this guy is trustworthy and he's a good leader and he can speak well. So, yeah. I tried to. I apologize for everyone who has been DMing me and I haven't been able to talk to you, but like I try to just be a person who talks to other people. Like that's the goal. Like, yes. That's why we do it. So, I've always been happy to see whatever random conversation we were having appear in my DMs. <laughs> always great. And tapping into the, the podcast as well, which has brought me some joy just sitting down and listening, by the way. Just like some, it feels good to just lose yourself sometimes when you're in the middle of war, pretty much. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you my three questions, but we've been going for a while and I don't know if you want them. So... I won't put if, you through that. that if you have three questions that I need to ask, answer, then okay, but. I, I mean, will. you don't need to answer them. They're sex questions and you do not come on here for sex purposes. So I won't make you answer them. But. Fully up to you, your podcast. No, but I'm going to ask you them in person. <laughs> Got you. I want to ask you them in person. I don't want to break the platform. <laughs> my platform, I don't think, to be honest, I don't think my platform would be ruined. I think all of the people who know me would be like, yeah, that's Jason. All the people who don't know me would be like, and I'd be like, scroll back. Just scroll back a little bit. <laughs> See, I think these these questions ruin people's lives because I have Ooh. already like analyzed of what like people that listen to the podcast a lot will like know what I'm expecting you to answer. Like ah. this is like a good way to do it. So if you don't do it, then you're about to get roasted. So Taylor's got a little fan base <laughs> that is ready for it. <laughs> I, I my Instagram comments just gonna be like you answered the question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. So. Um, maybe it. one day. <laughs> Appreciate it. One day, fans. One yes. day. Not today. Not today. We don't know each other like that. Okay. This is the first date. This is the first date. <laughs> this is our first date. Alone. <laughs> so great. All right. Well, I will let you get back to all of your very important things. Please oh, keep man. us updated on times events whatever i'll repost them on my instagram as you will and everyone's thank you very much appreciate it but thank you um i'm gonna go watch you play live i'm really excited Woo! (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time it's gonna be very different it's gonna be a fun time i'll bring you some merch it's gonna be a very different jason i will warn you (laughs) In in a crazy way in a wow who is this guy way those are my favorite ways That's all we needed. Thanks for coming in, folks. See you next time. (laughs) Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Bye.
say, fuck the motherfucking cops. They're the ones treating us like we the motherfucking ops. Supposed to trust someone who's bound by law. They turn around and shoot us all down like dogs. What's the cause, yeah? Instead of serving the people, you want to show that you evil. Cause the commotion so lethal that it's affecting the region. With our society weakened, losing a voice and a reason. Poison and treason, the lies and the speeches. All in the game, huh? Manipulating, say the victims were to blame, huh? Sad cause the dead can't speak There's always two sides But you never hear a peep, peace ah.